everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And lucky for me, stupid can turn into genius. <laughs> that happens Kyle, all the time. And yeah, totally. Uh, your rage level must be below normal for this episode, being that there is no Danielle. Kim, I'm barely simmering. It's crazy. <laughs> That's no fun. That's yeah. no fun. We need a higher rage level. I'm sure we'll find something to be angry about. <laughs> well, my, my rage level really peaked when we did our documentary podcast episode about Miss Cleo. Um, yes. <laughs> that was yeah. uh, that was that was a, a local peak for sure. High level of rage. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this is a good episode. I loved the uh, Pretty Woman India edition. Uh, scene <laughs> one one for the record loved it why uh why drink why drink the milk if you can't finger the cow <laughs> dude isn't that like a slut shaming adage from the 70s or something what who says that who like why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free that's fucking gross we should <laughs> strike this from the record and never use it going forward as a society. I was just like, yeah, you wow. don't want to get milked. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I, I don't want to be I shamed mean, I, for it. <laughs> I think I know what she was trying to get at. I no, think she was trying to say, if you fuck me a bunch, then you won't want to marry me. Exactly. That that's, that's what that phrase means. It's used. It's yeah. like an old adage. Yeah. So she's she's ascribing, you know, sexism onto him. Which onto herself, really. <laughs> but yes, I guess onto Rishi as well. I felt yeah, I felt like it was more of an accusation though. It's if well, if I just let you bang me, then you're never gonna marry me. Instead of I, I don't think she was trying to say like her only worth is sex or something, but I know what you mean. It was just it was just weird and, and like this guy has put his entire life on hold for you. Yeah. And I don't know. At the end of this episode, I kind of like him. Probably because in comparison, Jen is extremely unstable. That video of her crying and sobbing, <laughs> thats it turns out that is not an anomaly. That is on brand because what in the fuck was happening in the last few minutes? Okay. Like, Jen is very confusing because... She comes out of nowhere and does things like accuses Rishi of cheating, which we'll talk about in detail. But then during other times, like, can you imagine how Jenny would have reacted if Submit had dumped her in a random freezing cold apartment where she you had to wear a cold? I'm, so cold. I'm, I'm from Palm Springs, Submit. <laughs> <laughs> She had to wear all of her clothing and her hat. I had, to wipe, had... I had to wipe with my Indian sari that I brought from the <laughs> store in Cathedral City to me. Because she had no blanket, no heater, nothing. No I mean, heater! She would have lost her mind at Summit. And Jen, like, Rishi shows up like a full 18 hours later and with some yoga mats, and she's super chill about it, which I found surprising. I, she I, I was, don't know. I, I felt like she was appropriately irritated, but didn't go nuts on him about it either. I would have been 
way, 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 way more irritated than her. Way, way, way more irritated. I mean, she she was freezing <laughs> and had like <laughs> no stuff. And he just kind of like peaced out. I don't know. She's also very understanding about him lying to his family, I guess, until the end, which she like left and screamed. Well, right. It, apparently that only <laughs> extends so far because yeah. she lost her shit at him at the end. And he, I, I don't know, maybe we would have felt differently about this if they were on season one of The Other Way. But in comparison to Submit, I think he is I think he actually is sincere here. And when he said like I feel like if we were watching this 4 years ago, we would have been annoyed with him saying I just want everything, you know, comfortable for everyone. But this show has actually given me a little bit more of a cultural understanding of what he's dealing with and he's really trying to have a balance that is I don't know. It seems like more more than she deserves after she stomps off. Like, how do you how do you move there and you don't have a basic grasp of his expectations about the like the family dynamic here? Well, he probably hasn't been completely upfront with her about it. But yeah, I think with like we've learned so much from Jenny and Summit that I Rishi is just trying to keep the peace. He's trying to like deal with the cultural expectations of his family. And, like, marry that with, like, Jen's expectation. And he does plan on telling his family. He just needs to ease them into it. And this is his way of doing it. And, like, I actually, I don't know. This is going to come and bite me in the ass. Like, hashtag pot of shame. I trust in Rishi. You're already massive pot of shame for giving (laughs) Debbie's son the benefit of the doubt last week. Why? (laughs) Debbie's son... I haven't look, I haven't looked at this guy's social media, nor do I want to. He said absolutely nothing out of line this week. Tell me one thing he said that you disagree with. Kim, that's not what it's ever about. I'm telling you. Did you see did did you see in the next time on he's wearing a shirt that just says America? Yes. <laughs> there are a lot of people that have America t-shirts, I will tell you. I'm going to find his fucking Instagram right now. No, please don't. I'm, tra- I'm don't saving you. I'm saving you from yourself, Kim. Look, no, <laughs> I am not arguing. Like, I'm sure that he has some weird shit on his Instagram and his Facebook is probably a disaster. But I am saying in this episode specifically, uh-huh. he did not say anything that I disagree with. His mom's an idiot. Yeah, she Osama's is. going to try to take her money. <laughs> and get a prenup because we cannot trust this person. Like Osama do does any look of 12. Us disagree? He, looks, he, he does. Looks, this whole thing looks very stupid. And his mom is delusional. She is. Like nobody can disagree with these statements. Oh my god, the questions <laughs> she was asking this lawyer. Oh my god, uh, right? So, so what if I give him a bunch of money? What, what? How am I protected? What? You just said, if you give him money, how do I, what What? what does that even mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> if I'm married to my husband for 10 years and it's just delightful, how am I, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> if you give him money, how do I protect, what? <sighs> 
she's like, uh, I guess put it in a joint account so you can monitor it. Right. Like, yes. Giving him money means money bye bye, money gone. Keeping your body in shape is important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. I've been leveling up my focus with Word Collect. Word Collect is my new favorite game. It's a word puzzle app and it's free. Word Collect has over 2,000 levels, so you're never going to get bored playing. It starts easy and then it gets harder as you get better. Word Collect is a fun and addicting way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Challenge yourself with this fun and addicting brain game. Right now, Word Collect is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. I really like playing Word Collect because I like word games and it's something that I can do that just helps me work on my focus when I'm waiting in a doctor's office lobby or have a few minutes in between meetings. It's just a really fun game. Stop mindlessly scrolling through social media and keep your mind sharp. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Collect. So if you're like me and want to get fit in the new year with your mind and body, download Word Collect for free today. Let's talk about Jen. You want to start off with Jen? She was the first right. one. Oh, she um, was. You're right. Sorry. I have a lot to say about them. They they were kind of the big, I would say they like, were the headliners of this show. They, they were the anchors yeah. of this episode. It was like they had half of the screen time. Yeah, they really did. Jen um, takes a six-hour cab ride in this poor guy. <laughs> this poor cabbie. Um, he, he, I mean, he needs a psychological hazard pay after this. He, this guy is like masked up in the cab too. And he's probably wondering why she's not like, if you're in a contained space, I tend to follow the lead of the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. Th- this is, I don't, I know it's, uh, I, I just, I don't even know if this guy fucking really speaks English. No, it's unclear because she is talking at him a lot and he is not giving a lot he's, back. He's just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you that bitch crazy. Um, Just going on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this poor cab driver. He's MVP of the episode because he's stoic. Do you think stoic. I'm not? Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Kyle, they were in this car together for over six hours. Horrifying. That's like that's like getting on the plane and whoever sits next to you wants to talk to you the whole time. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure she tortured whoever she sat next to on, on the plane to India for 14 hours, too. Yeah, that's probably also true. That's why you put your headphones on immediately and not like your little AirPods. Like you need like the full out over the ear Bose headphones. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, to protect yourself from future gens. So Um, we get to meet, you know, Rishi finishing up his prayers uh, as mom serving him. I don't know. What is this? A mid-morning snack or just like a coffee break? I wanted to eat it. It looked tasty. Six different plates, eight different plates of things. It looked a lot more delicious than the cow shit uh, B-roll <laughs> that we got a couple minutes later. That was that was 
I don't know if that was completely necessary. I much prefer the pottery B-roll to the making a cow shit pie B-roll. It's so unfair to India to put that B-roll in. Like, really? <laughs> I like, know. nothing else to put in there except a woman, like, molding cow shit and putting it up to dry on the fence? Like, while you While on. you have Matt Sharp India Music MP3 playing the entire time? <laughs> cow shit the fuck dude (laughs) they do only have like five songs to choose from kyle there's east of moscow there's one song per continent that's it there's middle east (laughs) hip-hop and then then they white people for for white for white people they just steal the always sunny music now have you noticed that (laughs) like debbie clown clown it's always sunny music yeah so yeah i i don't know i don't understand jen's like two blonde strips of hair in the front i i don't understand what's happening i think that's um that's a choice that was made by many people 20 years ago yeah it seems out of date yeah hmm but anyway, Rishi tells his mom he's go to the gym. He can't meet these people from Jaipur. He he's busy. He's got to work. He's too busy. He's working too hard to cheat on Jen, and he's also working too hard to meet these people from Jaipur. I have a relationship pro tip, by the way. <laughs> Please elaborate. If someone if someone asks you, "Have you been cheating on me?" The answer is no. The answer is not, when would I have time to do that? <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's not exactly reassuring. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, not a great answer. But also, Jen asking him, is right. did you cheat on me? I mean, I guess it's Based kind of a... Based on that catfishing, th- is that fucking it? I, is that yeah, literally it? Her, her really, really super butthurt friends and the catfishing DM, That is that all that this is based on? Or is, is, it, is it just simply the fact that she's hideously insecure and should not be dating someone younger and super hot? I think both. I mean, it did appear, like, from Rishi's point of view, it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, she was just like, have you cheated on me? I mean, I'd understand. It's been two years. You're super hot. It's a cliche. They just did did bang yoga. Yeah, I know. Um, Which was also... That's the other thing about Jen. God, I have such mixed feelings about her. Like, she's up for anything, you know? She didn't put up a fight about the bang yoga. She's like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Why would she put up a fight about the bang yoga? (laughs) I don't want to do bang yoga, and I like yoga. It looks hard. Got to invoke some core strength. I mean, do you want to do bang yoga? Depends on who with. Do you know how much core strength you have to have to hold yourself up like she was doing and like a Superman, but on his thigh? That looked hard as shit. I, I don't I, the only thing I know is that, that I don't strength. have it. I don't have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> she did better than I could do. That was impressive. Um, I was impressed though. What did you think about her apartment that Rishi like got her? 
It's like really nice, I think. It looks big and nice. Uh, no toilet paper, which was a miss <laughs> on his part. But, I mean, he arranged this for her. That's, you know, if if he's going to have a kept pretty woman over here on the side, you know, that's that's a decent... He put some effort in, it looks like. How, and like, who's paying for this thing? I think he does reasonably well. You know, he's, he's I, I think he has a lot of really wealthy clients, is he the sense must. that I get. That place yeah. was way nicer than Jenny and Samet's place. And, and it had, like, the bigger, high ceilings. It was yeah. big. It looked yeah. nice. I mean, yeah, it's not, like, fully stocked up yet. And he did have a good excuse. He was like, I wanted you to pick out the stuff that you like, you know? But Why I want to know also. fucking text about it? I know. Like, at least have a blanket. That sucks that she was so cold all night. What, um, what, what do you think? Like, how far is this apartment from his parents' house, from his house? Oh, uh, yeah. Enough to where he had to take a cab. It looks at least a because few they're miles. Making out. They're, ma- they're making out in the street. So I was like, yeah. I guess nobody knows him around here or his family because it's pretty right. obvious what's happening. Yeah. He makes it sound like he's a big deal in his neighborhood. And his mom is getting marriage proposals left and right. So, yeah, you have to put her a couple miles out. You would think so. I mean, he's pretty identifiable with that hair. He said he's like the only person right. in his whole city with curly hair. Totally. And he's just pretty hot, you know, in general. I did um, laugh when she was like, where did you get the idea for these rose petals? Oh, my I'm like, God. Fucking like any movie or reality TV show ever. <laughs> what? It's pretty common in pop culture. Also, we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast in previous seasons, like Tanya, how dumb it, or how mostly during love after lockup, to be fair, how damaging rose petals can be to sheets, rugs, carpet, other textiles. Don't do it guys. (laughs) Skip the rose petals. They're damaging. And I, but it's, it's funny. Like she really just gets to the apartment. She looks around she just the first thing she asked for, which I can appreciate, but it is funny how she complained later. The first thing she does, they go in the apartment, they take the tour. She's really happy. And then she asks them to let's get some fucking beer or something, which I thought that was cool, but yeah. she didn't, she, there wasn't beer in the apartment or liquor or wine or whatever. So she made him go to the store and then complained that there wasn't toilet paper later. So she just immediately jumped to let's get fucking wasted so that we can talk about all the sex we're not going to have. <laughs> hey, you know what? She's her priority straight, Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so going to this, the going to the closing clothing market was so good. This was. Oh, I loved it. This was for, it was both funny, cringy and like absurdly overdramatic all at the same time perfect encapsulation of the other way great scene they have this dude with a beard modeling these dresses for her which this might be completely normal but it was very jarring it was just so funny because she she doesn't think twice about it she's like oh it looks great on him this is awesome 
this poor <laughs> shop assistant is like modeling these outfits. I loved this. I love this shopping scene. It looked so fun. Jen, of course, did not have fun, which was unfortunate. But like, could we get you to try on some of these outfits? Just put it one on. Really fun. Yes. Yeah. I would have it, been it, like, it, bring it on. Yeah. I want blue. It is, it is, it was really funny because. <laughs> I, it it is it is like kind of an interesting conundrum. What yes. level? What level of formality that you're gonna? It was like a Seinfeld episode. Like, what does this <laughs> shirt say about me? And then they overanalyze it for like thirty minutes, and the entire episode becomes about is the shirt. What about the shirt? The shirt's too much. Oh, it's not enough. What if she thinks I'm his girlfriend? <laughs> well, you fucking engaged. But yeah, I don't want them to know that. So what if it's too flashy? It's too, that's going to look terrible on me. It was It was great. If she had a good point. She's like, if I rock up to your parents' house or to your mom's house in this getup, like, yeah. you don't think they're going to be suspicious that something else is going on and he's like no no this is a great idea i'm no, like, like i would be suspicious for one like people people get married and shit like the first one that they showed oh my god i even jen points out to the shop assistant or the main sales guy she's like isn't this a little bit over the top for a casual meeting and he immediately acquiesces he's like yes you are correct yes it is too I too just, much too much <laughs> i just wanted to get another hundred bucks off of you <laughs> Sorry, lady. Here. <laughs> All right, let's downshift here. <laughs> this store is gorgeous, though. Oh my God. Can we please mention Rishi's deep V? I texted that you. That wasn't a even picture. a V. That was deep like a, a side. That was a U or a sideways <laughs> C or something. It was like a reverse crop top. It was like nothing up top, and then it covered his stomach a little bit. It yeah. was so great. I mean, it was just so like that store was really gorgeous. It was just like really colorful and and pretty. But um, Jen kind of storms out because Rishi's lying to his family about her, and she doesn't even want to meet the family anymore. Well, this this conversation escalated so quickly, and for. For weird reasons. Th th okay, this all starts because she asks him directly, okay, listen, like, what? how bad would it be if we just mm -hmm. told them right now? And he's like, well, they would basically put me under house arrest, which might be like the uh, – it, it probably wouldn't happen, but he made it out to be like they could if they really wanted to. And this just is profoundly disturbing for her. And – it it just goes downhill almost instantly. Like she, it's almost like she realizes that none of this is normal, at least mm -hmm. to her, and she's not okay with any of it. She just makes this decision that none of this is okay anymore, even though that's kind of the premise of this entire fucking plan and trip. And she just loses her shit. Like you're you're an asshole, right? I don't want even want to meet your family. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. And, and yeah. just leaves, and he stays very calm. Um, he doesn't really know how to... Like, how do you explain all of the cultural nuance to her when she's losing her shit? And so he doesn't really, doesn't really try. He, she shouldn't, because she wouldn't get it. And she just, like, storms off and get a, gets a cab. It's almost like... It's almost like when he said that, it triggered her because she had just watched Jenny and Summit season or something. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, God. Oh, no. It's She's going to be Sadna. Here. 
Oh God, I'm I'm I'm, an, I'm a oh, I'm a fucking oldie. No, I'm a fucking oldie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she laughs when Rishi at first says, "Oh, well, they they could like basically put me on house arrest," <laughs> and then the more likely scenario of, "Well, they're going to try to force an arranged marriage on me." And she gets really mad about that accusation. I didn't I didn't understand. As if but it was his fault. It's his fault. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just the cultural norm of the country. I don't know. She's like, bye, and storms off. I don't know how she thinks she's gonna get home because she can't flag a cab by herself. <laughs> so they uh, talk more yeah, outside and she I don't just know. she just comes off as extremely possessive of him um, yeah she does and and this whole thing i i swear kim i think she is looking out for any sign that this is like jenny and submit <laughs> <laughs> i just want to know did she, did she leave this market empty-handed like did she at least get toilet yeah. paper and a blanket like uh, get the blanket yeah. first before the outfit i mean priorities here you're gonna freeze your ass off tonight again totally totally do you remember that fad a few years back when everyone was putting like butter in their coffee and then not eating anything until noon because it was supposed to be super healthy and help you lose tons of weight? I tried that for about two weeks before I realized I was torturing myself and that I just didn't want to drink this disgusting concoction every morning. Trends and fads come and go, especially when it comes to health and wellness. Noom is not a fad. They use psychology, not trends, to help you make intentional and sustainable choices that are aligned with your values and weight loss goals. I personally do not like diets, and especially I don't like diet fads. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I just don't think they work. I've never been able to stick with it. Uh, using Noom really made me recognize my existing habits, which is the first step in changing your habits. I tend to eat a lot when I'm bored, and especially when I'm stressed out, definitely during the pandemic. That was the case for me, but I never really realized that habit before I started using Noom. I also learned some strategies to deal with my cravings, like what snacks to grab if I'm feeling hungry and general guidelines for choosing a snack, whether I'm home or I'm out and about. And using the app is really easy and the daily lessons are really fun. Um, it's easy to incorporate into your day. It doesn't take a lot of time. Noom is nourishing instead of restrictive. So whatever your health goals are, the flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. Choose your level of support from five-minute daily check-ins to personal coaching, whatever you need. Also, progress is rarely a straight line, and off days are totally okay. Noom will help you get back on track. Also, Noom has science behind it, and you know Kyle and I are big on science. 95% of customers say Noom is a good long-term solution. And Noom has published 50 peer-reviewed scientific articles describing their methods and effectiveness. I also personally love that it's a flexible program. Noom is not focused on perfection. It's focused on progress. So I can still go to my friend's birthday party and have a piece of freaking cake. You don't have to give up carbs or really give 
give up anything. That's why 95% of customers say Noom is a good long-term solution. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable, healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash cray That's N-O-O-M dot com slash cray to sign up for your trial today. Also, check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change, available to buy now wherever books are sold. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we are always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've personally found that therapy has helped me learn positive coping skills for when I'm going through hard times, and it's also taught me how to set healthy boundaries. It's just not... It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. It really empowers anyone to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you want. So discover your potential with BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash cray today. You get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cray Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Kyle and I have to be on top of our mental game. I mean, we've got this podcast, we've got to go to work, we've got kids, we've got other things to do. And, you know, while we're running around with our busy lives, we really want to keep a good, healthy wellness routine and also have snacks that are pretty healthy. Whether you're at the gym or on the go or between meals with the family, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. If you're busy like we are and constantly on the go, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. With six delicious flavors, each mosh bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and brain-boosting ingredients like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why mosh protein bars were expertly formulated by top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists to support optimal brain health. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Mosh is a mission-driven company with a portion of all proceeds donated to support women's brain health research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. I have tried a lot of different protein bars in my day, and I really liked these Mosh bars. Um, There's a blueberry almond crunch that I just find really refreshing. Um, I don't like peanut butter flavors, of which they have them if you do like peanut butter, but uh, there's also a chocolate crunch that I really liked. And they're just easy to throw in my purse. And I know that I have a healthy snack available for me if and when you know I need it. And my husband really liked them too. Don't settle for mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash cray cray to save 20% off 
plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash cray-cray. Moshlife dot com slash cray-cray. You want to talk Gabe and Isabel? Yeah. Um, not not a whole I, lot here, but these these are this is these people are all cute together. They're very cute. Um, it was really touching their reunion at the airport. I mean, a little weird that Isabel and Gabe are like totally in an intense makeout sesh, and then the kids come and hug them both from behind. But I'll, <laughs> whatever, cute. I'll take it. It, it was cute. nice. I thought I didn't it realize... was hilarious. Sarah is taller than both Isabel and way taller than Gabe. Yeah, I didn't know uh, he was so short. Um, what else? They, I mean, they clearly are into <laughs> each got, other. Airport meeting is kind of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they're, yeah, I didn't, I mean, the, the kids seem really, really excited for Gabe to get there. And like, they've been waiting for a long time. I thought Gabe didn't want kids, but from the way Isabel describes it, he has a great relationship with her kids. Especially Sarah, who has known from the beginning that he's trans and obviously doesn't care at all and just treats him like he's Gabe, which is exactly what I think he and almost every trans person wants is just not have it not be a thing. Yeah, every human person. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He says, I think I wrote down what he said because it was like really touching. He said, My whole life, I was just wanting to fit in. My mom's main concern when I came out was that I was going to be alone. I wasn't going to find a family, that because I'm trans, my life is going to be harder. But here I am with this whole freaking family. And they just see me as Gabriel. That's it. And they love me. It's really sweet. And just, I, mean, I don't happy I, I don't we never see anything a, good on this show <laughs> i know right <laughs> i don't think it's a crazy concern from his mom's part no you know? of course uh, yeah. that especially just like objectively your life is going to be more difficult it just is yeah. but for him to just maybe be able to put that aside and just be himself without it being a thing is i think part of the reason why he fell in love with isabel and and her family in the first place. And it's, it's really, it's really cool to see. Um, unfortunately, you know, him being trans is still the main drama, but you know, we'll see this is, this, this is really shaping up to be very similar in so many ways to Kenny and Armando where they, they seem super solid as a couple and all the drama was external. Right. That's, that's very true. Um, he got his tattoos fixed, which Isabel's really happy about. And he only has 94 days left on his tourist visa for the year. So he wants to tell her family about him being trans like pretty quickly. And Isabel's pretty honest with him. Sarah's the only person in the family that knows. And she doesn't know how her dad is going to take it. She says her mom is like Sarah. She's probably just not going to care. But her dad is really religious. He has these entrenched beliefs. He's conservative and she just doesn't know how it's going to go, which honestly is way better than being like, Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, right. She doesn't bullshit him completely. Yeah. Which Armando didn't either. From the beginning, Armando's. uh, Yeah. My dad's going to be a fucking problem. 
Yeah. 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 Um, poor, poor Gabe is forced to eat intestine <laughs> because of production trolling, you know. <laughs> Uh, Look, I know I've made statements about picky eating, but I don't want to eat cow intestines either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and he says, he's like, they smelled weird. I knew something was up, but he's a good sport and like tries one, but he does not want to continue eating them. I don't he's, blame him. He's Looked a really gross. good sport. He is. He's a, first of all, he's a great sport. Second, he doesn't make a huge show about like vomiting in the street or yes. rolling around in the dirt, like in <laughs> in pain and terror. You know, I I appreciated Gross. it. And yeah. I feel like if I was gonna try something like that for the first time, I like I wouldn't buy it off of a street vendor. Like I like if I'm gonna eat something really like very strange to me at least i feel like i'd want the best version of that thing <laughs> i think it's like the way that isabel described it is that it is like a street food right but i want gourmet intestines kim <laughs> all right i see well yeah i don't think it's gonna make them taste much better but Pro uh, yeah that you probably want the deep fried version <laughs> May yeah, maybe yeah but I mean, that's, that's really big. all that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I it, mean, yeah. He, it, apparently um, Isabel's from, I want to know more about her backstory because she's from a village, a village, like a town called El Carmen, which is an hour and a half from Medellin. And she used to live with her parents, but she doesn't, she like moved to Medellin on her own with her kids and lives there. I want to know about her job. Like, how did she move out because most women who are young like her like young mothers like her still live with their parents we've seen in the show so i wonder what she's doing and she seems like very independent and financially and, and otherwise yeah and i appreciate i mean again this feels like a super real couple because yeah. it sounds like she moved to be in a place where, first of all, her and Gabe could be alone because she didn't want Gabe to move in with her parents and and her kids. It would just be a clown car. And to, and also, he would probably be very uncomfortable moving in with her dad until yeah. he really is sure that this is all cool, like at minimum. And then he probably is going to be much happier in a big city that is clearly very progressive. I mean, so... Yeah, it sounds like a super just supportive move on on her part to just make him feel at home and comfortable in their new like romance and mm -hmm. it just it just makes it feel so much more real. Do you think that she moved for Gabe or do you think she had moved previous to meeting him? It seems like it was pretty recent. At least okay. that's the, the impression that I got. Now, I, I I got the impression that she moved for Gabe to make him feel more comfortable and also just, you know, so that he wouldn't have to live with her dad or live in an Airbnb down the road or some shit. Right. Um, but it might be more complicated than that. I'm not sure. I mean, they really wouldn't have a fighting chance if they were in her town. So most Everybody of the other would way. know right away about everything. And I'm sure they're probably not as open minded as they are in the city of Medellin, where you have, you know, it's just a different situation. So, right. Anyway, you want to talk Mahmoud and Nicole? 
Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Nicole. Wow. I mean, this departure from the airport, Nicole is already so visibly angry so about mad. the comments about her clothes and so mad. I and, love and it again. She's, she's dying to fight. I don't, again, I don't understand why you can't fucking be happy for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, yes, everyone understands that there's big fucking problems here, but just have a goddamn cocktail and chill out for one fucking day. I mean, she's it's on crazy. him in the car. She's like, what are you on your phone? What's so important? Why are you on your phone? Does she even greet Ibrahim, like the cousin that's driving? Like, I don't know. They just like get in the back seat like he's a cab driver. And I, I don't even know if she like really greets him. She doesn't laugh at any of his jokes like, oh, the suitcase is heavy. Like, dude, he's just making small talk jokes. Can you just give him a little laugh? I don't know. Maybe that's like asking somebody to smile, which she definitely doesn't do. Um, I, yeah, it's. it's yeah. She, she comes in with a mindset that just shows that nothing has really changed. And. It just, I go back to what we talked about the first episode. Is it's like literally nothing's changed. Yeah. In, in some ways, maybe it's even gotten worse. And so this just feels like, man, is this just a reenactment? Is this fake? Is this fucking real, Kim? It I seems know. so <laughs> wild to me that she would go back. But then again, the more I see Nicole on screen, the dumber she appears. <laughs> and so then I, so then I like question myself, like, no, maybe this isn't a reenactment. This she's just really this fucking stupid. Um, I mean, the only thing that makes me feel like it's real is his family. Yeah, seems to genuinely like her and be happy that she's back. I mean, they're all there. There's like twenty five people ready to greet her. Remember last episode we were talking about like, well, she's going to live in a hotel down the street. Nope. She's moving the fuck in. And this is They're not going to work at this is not going to fucking work at all. This is this is a disaster. And the only time I felt for her is that they the way they edited this this scene where like the kids are running around screaming, everyone's talking and she's just sitting there on the couch just in in just horror. And I kind of get that in as much as just just sitting on the couch seems exhausting, you know? Oh, it's, yes. I mean, she is an introvert. She's not used to being around this many people. Just, I think culturally, it's just very different where. Right. I mean, this family is very tight knit and they're around each other yeah. all day, every day. Like they live for their family. As Fatima they said, they don't the, oh, have God. outside friends. They have right. their family and that's who they hang with. They see this as a 24-7 sleepover party. Absolutely. And, and it's yeah. just, it's, it's, uh, mm -hmm. to them, this is a joy. Yeah. And to her, it's, first of all, she doesn't know them. So there's not that same emotional connection with each other, but she just sees this as just overwhelming sense, like sensory overload. This is anti ASMR to her. Yeah. We should point out too, Fatima mentions her, he gab. Hijab is apparently the correct pronunciation in Egyptian Arabic, so... And even correction. Mahmoud says it that way, yeah. Yeah, I know. Correction from last week where <laughs> we were very smug thinking that Nicole 
had made well, a pronunciation well, error. And in fact, she was correct. So we apologize. I, well, Kim, I listened back and it was mostly you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was me. I was very smug and I felt like a moron. I had like 10 people reach out like, actually, in Egyptian Arabic, it the J is pronounced like a G and it is hegab. I was like, well, don't I feel like a fucking dummy? So, uh, yeah, well, that was really funny. Was, but it, look, it was preceded by Mahmoud and, and Muslim. <laughs> OK, that's true. That I, is I true. Mean, I, um, let's talk donkey lady. Wow. She's uh, Every, she's going to she's going to get a prenush. Going to get that prenush. We haven't had a prenush scene for many months. I don't think we had one yeah. in HEA because they're all already married. <laughs> Is my prenush in Sugar Hill valid in Morocco? Hey, look, I'm <sighs> gonna give Julian one one prop. At least he fucking asked the attorney. What's the point of doing this prenup if she's going yeah. to go live internationally? Does this even hold up? This guy is asking the correct questions. It's I think there's a the answer is very obvious, but it is it is a sane question to ask if only because Debbie clearly doesn't know the answer to that. So, it's good that he asked the lawyer the question. The the answer it's it's pretty intuitive. If if she doesn't move her money to a Moroccan bank account, then it's fine. Yeah. No matter what the laws in Morocco are, it doesn't matter. They couldn't get to it if they wanted to. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the lawyer's absolutely right. And I don't know. I just I think all the statements that Julian makes in this episode specifically. <laughs> I love like, how much you're hedging. It's so great. <laughs> I'm just saying like. It's because you know. You know evidence. Kyle always writes sometimes. I know Kyle always writes sometimes. I've already had people come at me about my. I'm not saying that I don't believe I would find some very questionable things on his Facebook page. Like it's he's all probably, it's all in um it's all in good humor right now, Kim, because you're right. Yeah. It's it's there's Don't nothing on camera. So we're just we're just fucking with you because it's 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 so for sure coming. It's not even funny. <laughs> I am just saying that Julian's worries about Osama are the same worries that I would have if my dad was dating a 24 year old woman poet. from <laughs> poet from. I don't know, wherever. Like I feel like I feel like my dad would say this about any poet I was dating in general, regardless <laughs> of age or country. Pretty much. And no I'm offense not saying... to no offense to our poet listeners. It's just I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Osama's not gonna be nice and charming. I have a feeling like Osama's going to be like a soja boy, like charming, of course he's funny, charming. yeah, and like young and funny, but it doesn't mean he's not trying to scam this lady out of money. I don't care if the soul does not have age. Like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's just like, there is no way. He literally said age is just a number. Ugh. Oh, that's great. I mean, Ugh. Julian says things like, you're taking unnecessary risk. You should not marry him. 
You anticipated happily ever after with the other two husbands. What do we do to prevent my mom from transferring money to him? These are reasonable things. <laughs> These are <Yeah>. reasonable. <laughs> you know, he, the thing is, he just, it's not going to, at a certain point, Julian is just spinning his wheels, though. Like, even if we're I totally know. team Julian, everything he says is just pushing her away. She's she's a very opinionated, independent-ish self. She, she's very hard-headed. And, and stubborn about this because she wants her young dick. And so just saying all this shit is just going to make her more determined. You got to you gotta try to reason with her about this. Don't don't say you're going to fucking get scammed and he's, all, he's 12 years old or you know, something. Why wouldn't? Okay, here's a plan. Tell her, okay, listen, I can get on board with this if these steps, these checkboxes, like go to fucking uh dubai together for six months on tourist visas and live in an airbnb and fucking see what happens before you marry him can you just do that can you spend more than 10 minutes with him traveling to another country see how you travel together and if it's a complete goddamn disaster then then i was right and if it works out then great here's your pre-nush Pull a Kimberly. Kimberly brought her son to Nigeria right. to assess Soja Boy. I could never go to Morocco. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. Debbie is delusional. She says, "Well, what if this happens like a fairy tale, and I'm happy? And then how do I give him money?" I look, <laughs> Julian. That's, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. <laughs> Julian is literally going to be the one that has to take care of Debbie when she's lost all her money. Right. Yeah. And there are, I mean, there's so many people that fall prey to these love scams. It really is like really sad. I actually came across somebody in kind of my acquaintance circle recently whose mom lost a lot of money to one of these love scams and i think that's why i'm like really um i i think that julian is asking fair questions because this happens and it's it's devastating to a family here's another practical thing that he could do instead of just yell and scream he could say mom i will be way more comfortable with this if you give me power of attorney yeah you're right You know, that way, even if he scams her out of some cash, there's no possible way he's going to be able to, like, steal the house from her. I mean, yeah, unless she's selling the house. I guess she didn't say that she was. So No, she's keeping the house. There's been no talk of, like, visas and such. This is an extended vacation. Can we be honest? Uh, Right. Yeah. It it doesn't. this This is very, like. Have we even heard her say she's moving there permanently and I'm never no, coming back? So not this feels really. like a before the it feels like a before the 90 days thing here. It does, and I'm here for it. But I mean, Julian says the way that she's talking about supporting him in the future means that she's probably already given him money. And I do I do agree with that assessment. She says he's never asked her for money, but she doesn't explicitly say she's never given him money. Right. Which usually means that he is currently satisfied with the money that she's giving him, 
yeah. and hasn't thought to demand more. Exactly. I mean, he might, again, we've seen some of these people like as in, remember, he was getting money from multiple people, multiple women. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> as in and Nicole, I can't believe they're done. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm worried about Debbie. I do think this is great casting, though. This is going to be a season to watch. It's still not as bad as that 90 day UK Emma woman who had the Persian man that they married in Turkey and he was talking on his cell phone while they were getting married, like w- during the vows. Still not that egregious. So, do we have any updates on any of the 90 day UK people? No, we don't really, except for Katie and Alejandro, who are like constantly on TikTok and they're very annoying. I Just feel very like annoying. the. I feel like the guy who was super messy, who had dirty dishes in his cupboards, I feel like I read that she left him. Yeah, I did read that. But But I don't don't know know anything about Hossein and Emma. I don't remember anything about the the people that were on for two episodes that were actually great TV. Bridie. They were great. And then just gone. She mortgaged her. She sold her house to bring him over to the UK. It's wild. I know. I, I need okay. a second season of this. Sorry. So anyway, any anything else about Debbie? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm ready to watch 90 Day UK happily ever after. I, I'm with you. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on long walks in your neighborhood or cooking or cleaning your house? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed, either via Patreon or our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month, less than a Starbucks nowadays, and it's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. So you'll get our premium podcast just like any other podcast in your feed. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, about 90 minutes to two hours long, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Wednesday morning, where we discuss more 90-day gossip and any other 90-day shows that are currently airing, like Darcy and Stacy, David and Annie, and we sometimes discuss other reality TV, Brother Husbands is coming up. We covered Love is Blind and we'll continue to do so. You'll also get full access to our complete archive of podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. Kyle, do you have any so last far, thoughts? Oh, the, like, my last thought is that there was one kind of boring setup episode, but so far the, I think the season's really good. Really good. I'm really enjoying it. Even without Danielle Rage this week, still a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. The Jen and Rishi stuff I found really interesting. And Debbie is just going to be the comedic relief that we need. I think Jamie and Chris are going to get boring unless they bring in some people. We need reinforcements there. Yeah. Lot of lot of train wrecks. I think the only people that maybe have a one percent shot are Gabe and Isabel. Yeah, I I think I don't know. Jen and Rishi might have a shot. 
It's mm. unlikely, though, with the yeah. cultural things yeah. at play that we've seen. It's unlikely. Like, or it's going like, to be a seven-season path to marriage. <laughs> Imagine if you had Jenny and Submit, but Jenny hated everything about India. <laughs> <laughs> And Indian culture. I don't think India, though. <laughs> I know, I know. But she, she's. I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but she seems actually more. She seems more well traveled and and self sufficient, but she also at the same time seems more ignorant of India. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to. It's hard to parse. Yeah. So, anyway, great episode, though. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to episode five. Yeah. If you want more content, you can go to realitycraycray.com, sign up for five bucks. It's super fast. You get double the content and you can even upgrade to a higher tier. We mentioned our D-Sides podcast a couple times this episode. We're releasing two episodes of that this month covering one great documentary about um, Pamela Anderson and one... um, that we don't necessarily recommend you watch, but definitely listen to the podcast about Miss Cleo. Yeah, it was really fun. The Pam Anderson documentary was great. If you haven't watched it, highly recommend. D-Sides is just as fun in general and all the other trash that we cover on B-Sides. So check it totally. out. A lot of good stuff coming too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Brother Husbands or season four, Love is Blind, both hitting next month. We'll be covering both of those. Thanks everybody for listening. This was fun. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.